0: Hi guys, this is Sam Bakhtiar, the CEO of the Camp Transformation Center, and Adam and the Mogul Insiders were just here today. We had a phenomenal time. These guys know what they're doing. They came in prepared. They asked me the right questions, and they asked me actually some of the best questions that I've had in the interview. If you're looking to get out there, I highly recommend getting on their podcast and getting on their show.
1: Guys, we just got to Mr. Sam Bakhtiar's house and we're about to go knock on the door and uh, have a little chit chat, so let's get this going. Adam. Adam What's Sam? up brother? Hey how you doing? How you doing man? How's what, everything? Good. Welcome to my home. Hey, thank you so much on for in. having of us. Of course man. Yeah, man. Anytime. It. Come on in. So let's get this going. So real quick we're just like a, if you're cool with it have like a little quick tour around the area and just drop uh, some knowledge for everybody that's watching.
0: We'd we'll love to man. Alright awesome. since you're right here in front of the house let me show you the office. Awesome let's go. So uh, in the whole house you know there's two rooms that I told my wife that it's going to be mine. You can have mm-hmm. the rest of the home. So the only two rooms are the office where I can do some work and my man cave, which is a garage. Okay. So welcome to my office. Awesome.
1: So this is like a special area for you, I'm guessing. Yeah. You
0: you know, a lot of people like to get massages and Mm -hmm. and, and relax. For me, just sitting here on the couch, grabbing a book and just being a nerd. To me, that's that's (laughs) relaxing. I love just reading a book, just grabbing a book and just dive, dig, dive into it you know, drink some BCAAs. <laughs> yeah, you were just you're just cooking up something. Yeah, you just got a bit right here. You yeah. got you got a lot of books over here. Yeah. So
1: why don't you like take me through how this collection
0: started and and like have you read all these? You know, I've read about 80 85% of the books. Uh-huh. I've not read all of them. Okay. You know, my goal is to read 100 books a year. Okay. You know, and I usually almost get them all. That's a lot. None. That means you're looking at two two books a week or yes, so. Yes. Huh? Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, I ended up like 81 last, last year. I'm trying to get it to to 100 this year, and so you know I was always into books. I'm all about self improvement, self education. You know, we all know that formal education will make you a living. Mm -hmm. You know, self education will make you millions. And you know, know, and that's that. We all know that. So for me, reading a book is so much more pleasurable than sitting down watching football all day. You know, I feel like I don't want to waste my time. I want to learn something. Okay. To me, about learning progress. And by the way, one way you're going to keep your mind young. Is by learning new things. Every single day. Every single day. So what's something you can tell to
1: everybody that's watching right now? Because interesting you said, instead of wasting time watching football, what if you're a football fanatic and Look, I like to
0: watch football? Hey, how then, do you
1: balance your time between self-education and the fun
0: in your life? Well, you, I would always say balance, right? To me, balance is myth. You know, you have to earn your balance. I talk about that all the time. How can it be balanced, you know? Only re, the only way you can watch football all day long is if you already got where you want to go. You know what I mean? So, for example, let's just say your goal is, you know, to become a millionaire, Mm -hmm. right? But you're not there yet. But yet you want to watch football. Is football going to get you closer to your goal or more away from your goal?
1: I see. see. If it's not
0: going to get you closer to your goal, then you're wasting time. Mm. You know, why don't you become a millionaire and then then earn to watch football all day long? It's a privilege. Absolutely. I see. Absolutely. Very cool. And uh, so what else you got in here that's interesting? Well... You know, obviously, you know, my library, you know, I'm very proud of they say big, you know, they say rich people have big libraries and poor people got big TVs. I (laughs) disagree. You know what I mean? I I, I disagree. I say rich people have both. They just choose to watch less TV. I have the big TV, you know, I don't know what it says, a 75 inch right there, in the in here, and I have the big library, but I, I tell you right now, that rarely ever comes on. Oh, yeah. You know, that's always, always I mean, Plus, you on. got
1: a camera on there, so I'm guessing... For yeah, yeah, that, stuff, yeah, that,
0: yeah, that's a presentation TV as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yep. Very cool. So, the other thing I want, you to, I want you to see is I want you to kind of zoom in on this check. So, wow, a $100 million check. So, that's a $100 million check I wrote myself. That's for my 50th birthday, 5 twenty three, which is my, on my 50th birthday. And the significance of, of that is, you know, I wrote myself a check, a $1 million check years ago. Okay. And I put it on my um, on my 35th birthday, you know. And um, How old
1: were you at that point?
0: 35 years old. I, I, oh, when okay. I wrote it, I was 30. You were 30, okay. And I wrote it for my 35th birthday. Well, I cashed it before then. I cashed it before then. But at the time that I wrote it, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I can write, cash a check for a million dollars. But I just wrote it anyway, uh, took a look at it, took a look at it, took a look at it. And I can't believe one day I actually went to the bank and cashed it. Matter of fact, I took a picture of a million dollars in a bag. Because I always wanted to see what a million dollars looks like in a bag. Mm -hmm. I got to show you that picture. It was just a mental picture that I had, right? So when I'm looking at that picture right now, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't know, man. That's kind of out of my comfort zone. that's, That's out of my league zone, right? It makes me uncomfortable. But then again, I'd rather be uncomfortable. You know, they said I'd rather set a goal high and come up a little bit short and hit it go yeah. short and hit it right true so that's my goal by may 1st 2023 when i'm 50 years old
1: but it's interesting since you kind of did this same process before wouldn't you say your confidence levels are a little higher now
0: absolutely absolutely my confidence level is a lot higher because if i could achieve that i know i can achieve that And what level were you at when you wrote the first check for the million dollars when you're 30 nowhere near it. i was nowhere near it. i was i was making like a hundred grand a year wow okay yeah, yeah.
1: okay so that was like a big bounce for yeah it was a
0: bit yeah it, it was big it awesome. was big. So, yeah, man. So, that's my goal, you know. And um, as far as everything else in there, you know. I like this. You got that. Money never sleeps. Yeah, money never sleeps. You know, for me, it's like when I'm working here late night, when I'm tired, I look back. I'm like, you know what? I can't be tired because that doesn't sleep. So, neither can I. So, you have yeah, all of this
1: motivation around you.
0: Is this something you'd recommend for everybody that's watching to surround themselves with, in a sense? Absolutely. You always, you know, know, motivation is like taking a bath. It doesn't last. Hmm. So, I like that. You know, yeah. you, you have to constantly, you know, remind yourself, constantly motivate yourself, constantly be on the grind, you know, figure out ways for you to incentivize and motivate yourself and push yourself. Nobody so it's else a daily thing that, that you got to do. Especially when you're at the top of the food chain, when you're the boss, when there's nobody above you, what are you going to do? You you know, it's human nature yeah. to slack off, right? So you got to be able to self-motivate, you know, and be able to push yourself.
1: And plus your team relies
0: on you too, so... My, you know, If I don't perform, nobody eats in my organization, so I Great. have to perform. Interesting perspective, I appreciate it. Awesome, so let's get
1: moving. Let's see what else you got over here. All right,
0: let me grab my BCAAs with me. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't go catabolic here, right? Yeah,
1: yeah I get you, stay hydrated. Yep,
0: <laughs> so this is the, the piano room. You know, um, I have two daughters, Bailey, which is, who, who's nine, and Haley, that is five. God bless her soul. And yeah, so they play the piano. Mm-hmm. And I always want to make sure I have a piano here at home where they can play and they can get better. That to me is very significant because when I was growing up, we couldn't afford piano lessons or any kind of lessons like that. So to me, that's a milestone for me to be able to do that growing up. I never had a dad. I never had the privilege of, you know, having tutors. I never had the privilege of what my kids are, are having these days. And for me to be able to provide that for them, uh, it is, it's a means to an end. Because I remember growing up and looking at the kids who had dads, and they were getting this stuff at Christmas. They were getting the bikes and, and the cool toys for Christmas. And I didn't have a home. I didn't get, was getting the same toys as everybody else. And I told myself, one day, you know, I will be able to provide a good life for my children. Yeah. And that, to me, is, is, is very, very fulfilling.
1: And do you think things like this is sort of like a must for you on a daily basis to be able to deliver? Absolutely. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing, Thank man. Thank you. I appreciate this. So do you play piano?
0: I don't play the piano. No. No. So is this for your kids? Yeah, these are for my kids. Wow. Yeah. This whole room, just for them? Pretty much. Very cool. Pretty much.
1: I like it. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, let's get going.
0: All right. Let's see what's next. Got so, a lot to cover. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, this is the formal dining room that I've never eaten on. <laughs> yes.
1: Middle Eastern's.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's how we are. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we have this beautiful dining room that I've literally have ate on this table. Never. You've never, you know, touched never touched it? I've never touched it. I've never sat down on this table late, you know, and, um, you know, it's just, I guess, for the looks, I don't know why we even have it, but I guess you're supposed to at least decorate it. Yes, yes. You know, I've never, you know, I just usually sit at the bar or, you know, sit on the couch or, or anything like that, but it looks cool, you know, you know as a cool factor, right? Yeah. So. It's interesting because, like, Middle Easterns in general, it's
1: what we do. I personally have, like, a dining room that is nev- we've touched it maybe twice. Yeah, Lived in the house for 12 years, so...
0: Now the backyard. the backyard. I just bought my, my, my girls a couple of bikes. Cool. So I was working on them earlier to get them, get them fixed. And this is the backyard. So we got a little barbecue right there. A little out- outdoor, you know, plasma TV. Um, I like this part because it's kind of like Moses part of the Red Sea kind of thing. You have the jacuzzi on that side.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have the pool on this side, and it's thick, thick glass going through right there. So did you um,
1: customize all of this for yourself? Yeah.
0: I I, I customized the whole house. Okay. Yeah. Everything here has been 100% custom exactly the way I want it. You know, I bought the house, uh, two years ago, two years before I moved in it. You know, I want to make sure if I'm going to stay here, it has to be exactly the way I want it. A man with a vision, even to his house. You have to Yes, I like it. I don't like to be the same as everybody else. I
1: want everything customized to me unique. Absolutely. I mean, Hey, you know, I got a question for you. So, for somebody that's able to, I guess, do it all, mm-hmm. like have no limitations, no ability to not be able to afford something, how do you, what's, what's your next goal? Like, wh- where do you see yourself going in the next five to 10 years now since
0: everything, I guess, materialistically speaking, is seems to be doing pretty well? Well, honestly, you know, you saw the $100 million check, mm-hmm. right? If I get that check tomorrow or in a year or two, my life wouldn't change. You know, it's just a goal to have something to strive for. In life, you always want to have a goal, right? Mm-hmm. I still have a a body goal, you know, a, p- a percent body fat that I want to get to. Looking good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I also have a financial goal. I have a relational goal. I have a spiritual goal. I have a goal for all aspects of my life. To me, you know, becoming a one percenter means that you have to have five aspects of your life together. Faith, family, fitness, finance, and you have to have fun. So I'm always aspiring to better myself in those areas of life right so you know financially i'm good you know after you have your basic necessities are are met what you want out of life this is i'm fine with this hundred million dollars check tomorrow what is it going to do going to get a bigger house i'm okay with this house what am i going to do a better car i'm okay with the cars that i have what am i going to do now it's time for fulfillment now it's time for me to be fulfilled on the inside. Be able to contribute, make other people better. Where, when you don't have your basic necessities I met, five, six years ago, when I was getting eviction notices in my house, when I was my house was on foreclosure, when I almost lost everything, you know, I couldn't think about fulfillment. Mm. I wasn't thinking about giving. I wasn't thinking about doing that. If you were to call me, I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm going to spend a couple of hours with you. I'm like, what am I getting out of this? I don't have. Yeah. I don't have. I don't. I. I, I did I couldn't give. Yes. But now. God has put me in a position that I'm good, you know, my kids are are fed, their college accounts are done, you know, my house is paid for. You know, I don't need to, you know, you know worry about that. Now it's like, okay, what's going to make me happy on the inside? And that's to be able to share my story, be able to inspire people and be able to help others as well. So, it's
1: interesting you say that. Would you say for someone that's young, is it wrong to want to chase those basic needs or things like you like cars you like having a nice house is it incorrect or is it like a bad thing to be young and be like you know what right now my focus is just to get that house to get that car hell to get no that-
0: hell no that's absolutely the right thing to do you have to do that you have to do that you know for me for me it's you, you know you, you my DNA has always been look when, when I first went to college when I first graduated high school before I went to college I applied at an auto parts store mm-hmm. right and when I went to the auto parts store the manager said, "Hey, why do you want to work here? What is your hobby?" I said, "My hobbies are working out, cars, and girls. You know, and not in that order. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 this is my DNA. This is what I like. I like cars. I like you know. I like to have a nice home. So for me, not to pursue that is is going against what God has put in me, right? So a lot of people are kind of like." oh, no, I can't buy this, I can't buy that, I can't buy this, I, I don't wanna want to do this. No, 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 no. You have to go after and get what you want out of life. That's achievement, that's what, what, what you want to do. But once you get there, then you're like, okay, now what's next? I was me. I always wanted the, you know, the car that I have now. I always wanted a home like this. I got it now. I'm fulfilled. Hmm. Now I can go. You know, but if you don't fulfill that part of you. You'll never be able to give back. Yes. You yeah. have to be personally fulfilled. I'm, I'm fulfilled now. Very nice, Very You know, nice. know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah. All
1: right, so move on.
0: Let's see All what's right. next. So this is like, you know, the living room, the, the kitchen, the game room is over there. You the, play pool? Yeah, I play pool, I play pool. I'm, I'm not good at it, but I play pool. I used to be better at it back in the day when I was actually went and played more. But um, so, you know, we, we get together, you know, we watch, you know, watch some games once in a while. If we do watch the games and play pool and play chess. My girls like to play chess. To actually beat me at chess. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, I haven't played chess in a while. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Do you partake into hobbies that require focus and mental clarity?
0: You know, um, not necessarily for that reason. You know, I, pre- I like hobbies that, that push me and, 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 and make me uncomfortable. You know, for me, being uncomfortable is all about. you got to always learn to be un- uncomfortable. Over the years, I've grinded so hard that for me, sitting on the couch is uncomfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, when I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Because I've yeah. always been in such a fight or flight all the time. I always have to grind, 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 grind. You got grinding. comfortable with that. Yeah, I got, that, that's my comfort. No. So when I'm not grinding, I'm not comfortable. When I'm just relaxing, I'm like, hmm, should I be doing something? It Gosh, man, I get weird. up. If I get up, I like, you know, if I sleep in one day, I get up at seven o'clock, I'm like, dude, seriously? The sun is up before you? What's wrong with you? Get up and do something. <laughs> You're such a loser, Sam. You know, but that's how I've been, I'll, I'll, I'll program myself not necessarily a good or a bad thing, it, it got me to where I want to do. Now I have to learn to be able to relax every once in a while and sleeping with the wife, make her happy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: Interesting. What would you, how do you balance that self-talk and not allow it to put you in a bad mood or a depressive mood for, you know, a high performer like you, yeah. if you wake up late, as you said, I mean, 7 a.m. is not even late, but for you, it's late, the sun's up. Have you ever had moments where you're like, man, uh, this sucks, like it actually depresses you? Or if that hasn't happened, what would you recommend for people who are always so hard on themselves? How can they balance the ability to actually take action properly and not have their self-talk put them down?
0: Most people are not hard enough on themselves. Okay. Right? Most people put a plan together and they, plan, they, they stick to the plan two or three days and then they fall off. Look, put a plan together and tell yourself, okay, if I stick to this plan for X amount of time, then I'm gonna earn a day off, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stay in my pajamas all weekend because of this X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna give you an example. This kid, you know, um, you know, for, for months has been a- asking to hang out with me, right? And I told him, okay, fine, if you want to hang out with me, I'll work out at 4 a.m. So a couple of times he came in at 4 a.m., he starts working out with me. Then last time said he was gonna to be today at the gym at 4 a.m. I didn't tell him to come at 4 a.m. He said he was going to be there, and while he was working out with me yesterday, he said, you know what, I made this plan, so I'm going to be at the gym at 4 a.m., and here's what I'm going to do, and, and from this time to this time, I'm going to dedicate this, from this time I'm this time, he made it, he sat down and strategized a whole freaking plan, right? This morning, he sends me a text at 4.30 in the morning, I'm already half, day with my work, half done with my workout. Oh, sorry, Sam, you know, I won't make it today, you know, is it okay for me to work out with you tomorrow? I'm it's actually not okay with you to work, you know, work out with me tomorrow. I said... No matter what, I'm going to work out anyway, whether you're here or not. Here's what the thing is. You made a plan. You said you want to do good. You said you're hungry. You said you're an entrepreneur. But yet, after two days, you didn't show up at 4 a.m. And not only that, 30 minutes after you were supposed to show up, you text me said you said, you're, you know, you're not going to be here. That tells me that you're somebody I don't want to hang around with.
1: Why do you think that happens?
0: People self-sabotage. It's easy to sit down and make a plan. It's hard to execute. It's hard to execute every single day, every single hour. Well, Sam, you look great, man. How are you staying in such a shape? Fuck. I for the, out f- every for the past 25 years, I showed up. <laughs> you know, some, some, some days I can base 300 pounds, some days I can only do 135 pounds. But I show up and I'll do the work anyway. You know what I mean? Most people put a plan together, but when it comes time to execute, it's not sexy. It's not sexy to do it day in, day out, day in, day out. And that's the difference between the 99% and that's the difference 1%. Everybody can put a plan together. Who's willing to put in the work? Who's willing to show up when they don't feel like it? You know, hey, you know, I had had the same talk with another person the other day. I said, hey, what happened? You were supposed to get this done. Oh, well, my my, my New York, you know, I got in late from New York and this is what happened. I'm like, it literally took you one minute to do it. Does that make sense? You have to execute, you have to be able to do that. Execution is not sexy.
1: Hmm.
0: Planning is sexy.
1: Oh, I'm gonna do this,
0: I'm gonna do this, here's what we're gonna do, here's how I'm gonna do. But actually coming down to day to day, every single day, grind and grind and grind to do the same thing is is not sexy. If you read the book, The Compound Effect, it will tell you little things done correctly over time will give you big results, right? Little things done incorrectly over time will give you disaster, right? Nobody wants to do the day to day grind. Everybody wants my shine. Nobody wants my grind. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what about somebody that grew up in a
1: society that's super negative, daunting on him or her, always putting them down and they get to a point where now they want to do something they love, but their self-talk in here is always saying, you suck. You're not, the, you're not good enough. You
0: can't do it. What's the, any tactics on how to break through that? The, the best way for you to build self-esteem is to set small goals and achieve them, no matter what it is. Every time you set a goal, every time you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't follow through and you don't achieve it, you actually shot your self-esteem in the foot. You actually destroy your self-esteem. And every time you achieve something, I don't care how little it is, now you're telling yourself, oh my God, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. So with a lot of people, it's like little baby steps, right? Little baby steps. Let me achieve a small goal so I get to the next goal, to the next goal, and all that kind of stuff. So the promise that you make to yourself, keep. No matter what. And achieve it. You know, no matter how small it is, and build your self-esteem that way. Awesome. Yeah. I dig that.
1: All right, moving on. See All right, what's next. Cool.
0: What a beautiful kitchen here. Thank you. Now let's go check out the. Oh yeah, I gotta show you for leg day. I have an elevator,
1: <laughs> so you don't have to go up and down the stairs. So leg
0: day, man. You know, like I don't feel like going up there, so I just take an elevator up. That's a lazy way. All right, next room. All right, so let me introduce you to the laundry room and let me tell you why the laundry room. Well, if you know me, I told you how important time is. For me, I have everything in life except time. Mm -hmm. Time is the most precious commodity. And it's my pet peeve when you have to wait to do laundry because you can't do whites and darks together. So you have to put the whites first and then take the whites out and then put the darks. That takes twice the amount of time. So I'm like, why not have two washers and two dryers and just get it in half the time, even though, these days, I don't do laundry. We have somebody who you yeah, know, yeah, does, yeah. Our, does everything. But to me, just I have to save time. I'm all about efficiency.
1: How does it feel to be able to do all of this at this point, especially coming from a very... Uh, I know you didn't really have this growing up, did you? So yeah. at this stage in your life, how, how do you feel every day waking up, being able to actually accommodate to everything in your life? You know, I,
0: like? mean, I mean, it feels wonderful. It feels great. But what feels even more is understanding... How valuable time is. I mean, there are people who are a lot wealthier than me when it comes to finances, but they don't understand this. Hmm. You know, I have my um, my very good friend. He's a, he has an MBA in um, finance from University of Chicago. I mean, the guy is a genius when it comes to money, but he doesn't understand delegation. So he tries to save, you know, a few bucks by washing his own car or doing doing his own lawn. The guy, and I asked, I asked him, hey, Roger, so how much you make an hour? He said, I make about 500 bucks an hour. I said, all right, well, how much, how much do you pay somebody to wash your car? Said, I'll pay somebody 20 bucks. Well, it'll take you an hour to wash your car. So technically you lost 500 bucks if you were just working at that time, Well, you can delegate it for like 25 bucks or 30 bucks. Do you see that? Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow. So for me, that time management and be able to delegate things correctly and be able to maximize your time and maximize the way you spend your time is what life is all about. How does someone master delegation when they don't have the funds to be able to do so? You know, it's not about having funds, it's having resource, resources. You know, as Tony Robbins says, it's not about resources, it's about resourcefulness. You know, if you know people, you can always find a way to be able to do it. And if you can, then figure out how you can maximize your efficiency. If you look at your day, you're gonna always find ways to be able to hack things and get things done faster and more efficiently
1: very cool awesome so what's next
0: well this is
1: one of the garages yeah well yeah you know
0: (laughs) you know i'm a big car fan
1: that's a beautiful bad boy
0: yeah so this is that this is the dodge demon the fastest quarter mile car in the world how fast uh, does thing go I don't know exactly how fast it goes i think it's like over 200 miles an hour mm-hmm. but it supposedly does quarter mile in like 9.8 seconds or something like that oh wow and they have pictures of this and when you punch it the front end actually comes off the ground holy crud yeah how often do you drive this you know i drive it probably like once a week or so okay you know just to, get, to keep it going and, you know i you know like i was telling you earlier you know as i get older i just like the same old stuff yeah yeah yeah. i just really like to wear the same thing you know, I like to drive the same car, and to me, these are just fun toys to have and play around with because I'm a car fan. By driving them, you know, every day, I'm like, you know, you know, one thing I hate is getting a different car, and then I'm like, oh my God, I left my wallet in the other car. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because, I, you know, you know, yeah. like, these are the things that I'm like, oh my God, that, did I forget this, this car has an in, insurance card in it in yeah. case I get pulled over and all that kind of stuff. These are things that you don't think about sometimes, you know, and... Um, We were talking about having decision fatigue. I don't want to have a decision fatigue. I want to just do that. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, let me drive this car.
1: Like to be as simple as possible. Yes. yeah.
0: What's your process in making decisions
1: faster? It's kind of a topic we had recently in our channel, and we were talking about ways that somebody can actually decide on either type one or type two decisions a lot faster. So what's your opinion, or I would say your take on how to make decisions at a faster pace?
0: Well, to me, decisions really come down to what you want to get out of life. What are your goals, right? you have to be crystal clear of what you want out of life and what your goals are, what your core values are. Right? So say for example, you know, your goal is to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that's one of your goals. Then, you know, decision comes that, Hey, Hey, do I purchase this or not purchase this? Or do I go to this event and not go to this event? Will that get you closer to your goal or more away from your goal? If you're crystal clear exactly what you want, where you're exactly where you're going, because the fastest, you know, the fastest way between two points is a straight line. Anything that's here, anything that's here is taking you away from your goal. You know what that straight line is. So that decision-making should be very easy. You know, when you know that, when you're crystal clear. Believe it or not, I had to go through that a few years ago to get me to where I want right now. You know, and I had to come to Jesus meeting with myself, you know, when I was in a dark place in my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what do I want to get out of life? I'm, you know, what do I want to do now? And once I was crystal clear of exactly what I wanted my life to be like, That's when the decision making became easy. That's when I really, really, you know, kind of hacked my success.
1: What about those bigger decisions like in business, you know, like risk taking decisions where you
0: have to, for example, maybe drop or invest a lot of money into something or how do you approach that? So when there's a big decision like that, you know, when it comes to business, you always have to look, okay, what are the pros and what are the cons? What are the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario, you know? And in life, if you're in a place to take a risk, then take a calculator risk, do some research. And if you think that's going to help you in your business, then take the risk. Without risk, there's no reward, but as long as it's a calculator, it's not a reckless risk, right? I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna tell you a reckless risk. There's somebody that I know, right? And he's been working really, really, really hard. He, he's ba- he was basically homeless. Mm-hmm. Give him an opportunity. He started working every single day. He started making money, but he started making money. As soon as he started making money, Then he comes back and goes, Sam, I'm broke. I'm like, what would you do with with your money? Oh, I got a ticket to go to seminar. Well, is that a great decision or is that a bad decision? It depends. If you don't have a roof over your head, I would say that's probably a bad decision. You probably need a roof over your head first. You don't have to live in your car to go to a seminar. You know what I mean? Because he's done enough of these seminars. Now it's time to fucking implement. Yeah. Right? There was a guy I talked to yesterday. He was kind of lost in life and he wanted to talk about what he wanted to do. I said, I bet you here's what you're doing. You're going to every seminar, you're buying every course, you're doing all these things, but now you're not implementing.
1: A lot of those people exist.
0: Yeah, they go to every seminar, to buy every course, but they don't implement any of it. I used to be one of them. I used I went through the same thing. I bought every course, every weekend, I was in some kind of a seminar, because I thought that was going to catapult my success. There's There's a part that, you know what, the rubber needs to meet the road, right? And the time when I decided, you know, I have enough knowledge, I just need to sit down and apply. Right, I unsubscribed from everybody's list. I stopped going to all the seminars and for the next three or four years, I sat down and just grinded. And that's when I became successful.
1: Yeah, you have to, obviously what you learn, you have to take action
0: or else it's useless. Yep. Sweet, so what's next? All right, so I'm not a big fan of Range Rover. This is the wifey's car. And when, when we went to the Range Rover dealership, you know, I'm like, wait a second, this is actually pretty cool because this has the 580 horsepower engine. And it has like a little nice exhaust sound to it, and check out the interior. I, I love, I love the interior on this car.
1: You had it all tinted up, I have noticed. Oh yeah, you know
0: I'm a yeah. Oh nice, yes yes, very cool. So the interior of this is pretty cool. So when I saw this, I'm like, all right, I, I guess I can, I can be cool with this one. But I'm not a big Why Range Rover fan, but this one was pretty cool. Why not? Oh well, what's, what do you not like about them? You know. You know i didn't think they were fast and and then um i've heard a lot of horror stories about them breaking down oh yeah you know as far as liability is concerned i just had the matte white so it's pretty cool cars are a beauty i personally love cars so this is this is um three of my cars and <laughs> i have I have, a, I have a few more that are not here the performante this is the performante Yes. This is a Lambo. I was always been a huge fan of Lambo ever since a movie called Cannonball Run. You're probably too young to know what Cannonball Run is, but Never if, heard. if you ever get a chance, you know, go watch it. It's an old movie with Roger Moore, a bunch of, bunch, bunch of like celebrities back in the eighties. And there was a there was Cannonball Run was a race across the United States from New York to California. Mm-hmm. And there's all these cars got in together and raced and there was all these characters but there was two hot chicks in the Lamborghini. And I was like, my I was like, man, when I get grow up older, I was like a teenager. I'm like, I gotta get me a Lamborghini. So this was it. Well, did you ever actually believe you're gonna own one? Um, I always wanted one. I didn't know if I was gonna happen or not. But, you know, it's Were always Are you been okay my
1: with it not happening? I'm kinda of curious. So like When you started your hustle and opened your company and started really implementing and taking action,
0: were you okay with
1: potentially failing?
0: You know, I'm never okay with failing. I'm okay with failing forward. Explain. Failing is when you fail and you stand down, okay? Failing is, you know, you never really fail. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. I think Grant talked about this, right? Grant talked about, I saw it was one of his videos and it's so true, right? He said, look, in baseball, you get three swings and you're out. In life, you get unlimited swings, right? So you you just hit, you just go after it. After. All you need to do is hit one home run. You get a million tries. The only time you fail is when you don't swing at the ball. Hmm. In life, you're gonna fall, you're gonna fail. What are you gonna do? You're gonna be like, oh my God, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed. I had the same conversation with my cousin the other day. So my cousin, comes from the same background as I do. We, we, we grew up in the same low, you know, blue color, very low to middle income neighborhood in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. So I told him he he works for my warehouse and I said, look, I need you to, to figure out something else to do too as well. I need you to get a skill. He goes, okay, I'm going to start I'll apply for my real estate. So I bought him a real estate course. I said, all right, so when are you going to take the real estate exam? Oh man, you know, I don't know. I don't want to rush this. I don't want to fail. I'm like, well, tell me when you're gonna take the real estate exam. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, I don't know. I don't know, it depends on when I'm ready. I'm like, you're never gonna be ready. You know, he goes, well, I don't know, what do you mean? I go, let me put it in football terms because he likes to watch football, okay? I said, imagine your favorite team is playing the Patriots. His favorite team is the Browns. Mm I don't know why he likes the Browns. Well, (laughs) so imagine the Browns are playing the Patriots. They know they're gonna play the Patriots and they have a date set with the Patriots. It's not when they feel they're ready for the Patriots. It's at December 18th, they go to it's play the Patriots. It's gonna happen. When is that day it's gonna happen? Because you can fail. You can take five years and fail. I'd rather you take the test three or four times and fail and then pass than wait, 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 wait. wait you're never gonna be there's never gonna be the right time for you to take the fucking test. Hmm. So he goes, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So in life you have to do the same thing. Be prepared to fail. Be prepared to fail. Be prepared. Every time you fail, it's actually telling you you're getting closer to, to your the home success. Run. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's bottom
1: line. I like that. And so
0: you me. got your Lambo, your Corvette. Yeah, yeah. This is, and this the is this, 488. This is, and that's a 488. Yep. You keep your cars clean, man. You know, you sell the house, right? Yeah. I'm 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 am I'm like a very, very anal about everything being clean. I want my house. Last thing I want to do after a long day is to come to a messy house.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the last thing That's I want to idiot.
0: do. And because I don't want to fight with the wife, because if I come home and, and, and you know, the house is a mess, you're like, you know what, man, gosh, girl, what are you doing? I don't, I don't want to take that road, right? So, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm going to hire somebody. I'm going to have the house clean every, every single day. So when I come, this is my sanctuary. When I leave here, I put on my shield, my armor. I'm ready for a war. But When I come here, my shield is out. I'm ready to just chill.
1: You want to make sure it's like a relaxing place for you.
0: To me, I want my house to be like Neiman Marcus.
1: How does it feel having all these toys, everything you want? You know, like you were, we were talking about before, just right recently, how like, you know, you're in a position now where you want to help and provide value. Uh, was that something, I mean, did you ever
0: assume you'd ever get to this point in life? No, no. I mean, this, this is a feeling that's actually come over me recently. You know, um, again, most of my life, I've been broke. Most of my life, I was in fight or flight. Most of my life, I'm like, how can I feed the kids? What am I going to do? You know, will I be able to keep my house? Am I going to go bankrupt? And most of my life, it's been, it's been, that, it's been that turmoil. And I've always been working always 15, 16-hour days to try to just make ends meet and try, to, and try to get to my goal. And when you're in a fight or flight response and when you're always, oh, my God, what, i, I got to figure out what I have to do. There's no way that you can feel like you, you, you want to give yeah. because you, don't, you, can't, you, you can't save somebody from drowning if you can't swim. I want you to understand that. A lot of people always, oh, let me help this world. How can you help people if your basic necessities are not met? Yeah. You know what I mean? So once your basic necessities are met, and my basic necessities are more than met, right? Then you'll be like, okay, like I said, what, what's next? What's going to make my heart happy? What do I want to do? How do I want to do? If, if I die tomorrow, why do I want to be, people say about me? You know, and that's where you know the fulfillment comes. But fulfillment is hard to do when you're not fulfilled, when your basic necessity, when you when you when you when, you're, when you can barely you know keep your head above water.
1: Awesome. Would you recommend somebody who's starting a business or as a startup entrepreneur to have like a financial goal in life?
0: You, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Everybody has to have a number. Yeah. And and that number changes. Remember, my number was the one million.
1: Yeah.
0: Now you it's a hundred. Now it's a hundred. And and. I don't know, when you see people working out, when when I was working out, you know, for me, my goal was, oh my God, I want to get to two plates on the bench, right? So then one day when I came to two plates on the bench, I'm like, oh, that's cool. What if I can get two and a half? Get two and a half. Oh,
1: and so what about three? You
0: know what I <laughs> mean? So your context changes all the time. You know what I mean? And, and right right now, like I said, you know, if I do, you know. you know, my goal was to make a million dollars, right? And now, you know. If I make a million dollars in a year, it's a bad fucking year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So your context changes. You know, I mean, and and Chris Rock talked about it one time in one of his stand-up comedy. It's very profound. He goes, if Bill Gates open, you know, woke up one day, and looked at his looked at his bank account, and saw Oprah's bank account by mistake, he will kill himself. You know what I mean? Because he goes, look, what happened? You know, he, he would like, what the hell, right? Yeah. So your context always changes, and 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 things as you grow. Changes.
1: So when you set that million dollar goal, why didn't you do 10 or 50 or 100? Or what was the reason for like just something significant about that number? Or or did you just not really understand anything more than that?
0: For me, as I was growing up, always, you know, I don't know if your parents always say, Oh, he's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. Oh, millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. So to me, that was okay. A millionaire was one million dollars. So I wanted to be like, I wanted to be say, Oh, I'm a millionaire, you know. And once I achieved that, I'm like, wow, I literally achieved that. I mean, like I told you, I put all the money in the bag, take a picture of it. Hey, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. You know, and that was the defining moment. How
1: did that feel when you had that bag of cash?
0: You know, it's funny. It's not that much cash, actually. You know, really? I mean, when, when it's all densed up in a, in a thing, you know, it, you, know you, you figure, oh, all millionaires are going to fill this whole room up. It's not really that much. You know what I mean? Like, you can it's put it in a duffel, duffel bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 it fits in a duffel bag. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Wow, you know, this is cool." You know, someone's lifetime earnings. And it's funny because you know, I didn't know the banks can't give you a million dollar cash at one time. So I went to the bank and I, you know, put a check and said, "Here's a million dollars." And they're like, "Well, we can't give you that." (laughs) I'm like, "What do you mean? It's my money. You you, get a million dollars and give me give me the cash." They're like, "Well, we can't give you that. We can maybe give you a hundred dollar, hundred thousand dollar increments." I'm like, "What do you mean?
1: They don't have it. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, they can get it, but they
0: can't even give it out at one time. Yeah, right. So I had to go back ten times." ten hundred thousand dollar thing and they had me sign a waiver that's something hey if you get robbed or killed and like that we're not responsible you know what i mean yeah they, were, they actually had, to, had to this yeah. all right sweet well let's move yeah. forward awesome. let's, let's see what's next all right so let's go upstairs let me show you like the master bedroom and and where the magic really happens which is not the master bedroom <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go all right so this is like a little extra room i made it into a shoe closet so. You like collecting shoes? I used to like collecting shoes. You know, like, like, like I said, I wear the same shoes pretty much all the time. You know what I mean? Like today, just for this interview, I just put some new shoes That's on. So nice, those are clean. Thing. Thank you, I put very it, nice. I put these on for you because I had an interview today. Yeah, I appreciate but, it, thank you. Know, <laughs> I, mean, but, but I normally just wear the same Nikes or, you know, so some Adidas, some of like that. And usually they all black, mm-hmm. you know, as I call it. And some of these, like, if you look, some of these I haven't really worn.
1: What's the biggest shopping spree you've been on? Just out of curiosity. Like, have you ever had a time where you're like, you know what? I earned this. I'm going to go crazy. Like in one day? Yeah. Has
0: I that dropped, ever happened? I think I dropped about a hundred grand one day. hundred grand? Yeah. Yeah. South Coast Plaza. <laughs>
1: the one place. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Those are nice cakes. I like
0: those. Yeah, Messi's. are like some of the Jordans. And, you know, then I have the, you know, Christians over there. And some of the Gucci's and all that kind of stuff there. But, but honestly, when I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm just looking at it right now. I'm like, that was a phase, right? Yeah. That was a phase. I'm like, wow, I, mean, I really wear like one or two shoes, you know. I guess when you make it, you always say, "Oh, when I make it, I'm gonna get all these shoes. I'm gonna do something, this and that." And when you get there, you be like, "Okay, that was okay. Really. That, that was that's cool." But I really, you know, how you have that favorite shirt, that favorite jean, oh, you're finally you finally kind of, get it. You know what I mean? And you might have ten other ones or whatever it is, but you kind of like to wear the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. Nice. I, I, it's so weird when you get older and when you get to a certain level, you still don't even care. That's why I see some of the billionaires you see, you know, like... They wear whatever sh- stuff. Yeah, they're they they like, you said a billionaire? Yeah. Now I see it. Back in the day, I couldn't imagine it. I'm like, what are you a billionaire? What, you, what do you mean you drive a pickup truck?
1: Yeah. because <laughs> you had so much on your radar that you have yet to get. So it's kind of like, as we said, fulfilling that yeah. DNA. But, but, but,
0: but now that I'm like, okay, I achieved this goal, I did this, I did this, I'm like, um, okay. I'm going, now Is about fulfillment.
1: Do you recommend people, I mean, I guess we already talked about this, but like, should they go after all of this? Like if they wanted to in the beginning, just to get it out of the way?
0: You have to. You have to kind of do it. Is it the smart thing to do? No. But is everything, does everything you have to do, does it have to fit the smart thing? No. You, you have to be able to like say, hey, I did this. This is one of my goals. I did it. Hey, you're, if one of your goals was to have 200 pairs of shoes, by all means go fucking do it. You Check it off your list and then go do the smart thing. There is, no, there is no right way or wrong way to do things. It's what makes your heart happy, what you want in life, and get it out of the way. Don't listen to this person, oh, you know. Like, you know. Look, Dave Ramsey is amazing. Dave Ramsey is, if you wanna make wealth, then that's how you gotta go. You gotta go with Dave Ramsey. Okay, you just spend this much on this, and this money on budget, this and budget. By all means, I think if you can stick to that, that's the best. It's not my way of doing it, because then I won't be fulfilled. Now, and then I would have came in, I'm like, ah, gosh, man, I still want to do this. I still want to do this. I tried it. I tried it. For people who know me, know that when I almost lost everything, I got got jaded. So, for about four years, I drove around in a company car. I didn't even own a car. I drove around in a Scion XB, right? I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to spend any money. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to drive a Scion XB. But literally, I felt like somebody cut my balls off. <laughs> I felt like I felt like I wasn't living to what I wanted to do. You know, every time I see a nice car, I'm like, oh, my God, look at that car. Even if I could afford it, I was, wouldn't do it, right? But I'm like, you know what, do I want to live like this? I don't want to live like that. I want to look at my garage and be like, oh, that's, that's my car. I want to look at this. I, I want to be proud of what I'm doing, all my hard work, right? So so you, know, you
1: got everything to fulfill yourself so that you can focus on yeah. The bigger not now now I don't care about it.
0: Yeah. I got what I want out of life. I'm good.
1: That's that's amazing.
0: I owned a I own a Porsche. I own a Lamborghini, I own a Ferrari, you know, I own a couple of muscle cars, you know, and I got everything. Now now okay. I achieved it. Next. And next is now fulfillment. Any regrets? No regrets. Not absolutely none. Because you know what? I didn't spend my college college funds for the kids. The kids' college funds are fully funded. Those little girls, they're they're good for them to go if they wanted to use that money for college. They're good. Now, if you're spending that money and all of a sudden your kids can't eat, and you're all of a sudden you don't, you know, you took away from the family and their future, and that's when you feel bad. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I have a game plan. You know, as soon as they, they were born, I put money away for them automatically every month. You know, so the only regret is, oh my God, man, if I would have spent their college fund or if they're no, I didn't.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing, my man. All right,
0: all right. What's next? Master bedroom. Let's go. So this is the master bedroom. All right. This is where some of the magic happens, but I'm gonna show you where the big magic happens. You know, and for me, this is this has been like a bed inspiration that I saw in a model home. I saw one of the model homes in Newport Beach, and I was like, look, send it to my designer. I'm like, make me one like this. <laughs> so this is cool because what is this? So is this like a extra bed or this? No, this is like a sectional where like. Kids can hang out here while we can lay there and kind of hang out and watch TV and, and, and do things and all that kind of stuff. So so that's that. And then obviously I love the view. You have the view of the golf course, the mountains, and the city. So you have three great views here.
1: This is something else. Waking up to this every day.
0: Yeah, you look at the, look at the stone, snow on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's awesome.
1: It's pretty secluded do you like kind of being away from
0: yeah for me you know i've always been like my home i want to be away from everything i like to be able to go to the party if i want to go to the madness if i want to but i don't want to live in the madness
1: i see okay yeah yeah makes sense kind of i
0: have a home like- in, i have a home in vegas that's also secluded oh yeah so i, I can look at vegas and i'm like oh yeah i can go there if i want to but i don't want to be in there right now
1: ah. Now, would you say, because your lifestyle is already kind of in the fast lane, that your home needs to be a little bit more relaxed? Yeah,
0: my home is in my sanctuary. Yeah. You know, my home is where I come in to just detach and get away from everything. Because, like I said, that to me is, you know, the proving grounds. Mm-hmm. That to me is where I have my sword, my shield, my gun. I'm ready to fight. Here is when I recuperate so I can go out there and be able to do that. And I always told, you know, my wife the same thing. I said, babe, I can handle whatever is thrown at me because I, I'm ready to fight out there. I'm here, I don't have my shield on, so I don't want to fight at home. Yeah. So we have to understand that this is our, this is where we come in to rest and relax and love each other. And, and, and they do that. This, we don't fight.
1: Nice. Very cool. What's your, uh, definition on a work-life balance from your perspective?
0: There is no balance in life. Balance is a myth. Balance is something that's earned, not given. You know I mean? A lot of people talk about balance. Let me balance this and balance that. Until you have earned that balance, how can you be balanced? Let's just say... You know, you know, one of your goal is to be able to make sure that your, your kids have enough money to go to college, but as of right now, they don't. Well, how can it be balanced? How can you waste time? You know, let's say your goal is to become a millionaire. So you're, you can be able to give to your children your family and be able to be financially secure, but you're not a millionaire, but yet you want to watch TV all day long. You can't do that. You can't be balanced. For you to be able to watch TV, you have to earn that by making sure that you you be able to do that. You can't have conflicting goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't have five different goals that conflict with each other. You know what I mean? Some days I'm a great father. Some days I'm a horrible father. Some days I'm a great husband. Some days I'm a horrible husband. Like yesterday I was a horrible husband. You know why? Because I worked all day. Then I went to yoga at night. Then I went to get a massage at night. My wife was like, "Are you going to spend any time with me?" And it's not like I was being selfish. It's because I had to make sure I kind of de-stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then another day, what I would do, I would take a whole day off. Just stay with her. Baby, I'm just going to stay home with you. Let's go out. Let's hide God. Just me and you. So you have to be able to get a balance that way if you can. You know what I mean? You can't possibly be everything to everybody every single day.
1: You just have to accept that. You have to accept that.
0: And you have to make sure the people around you accept that. You have to make sure you have the same goal same vision and be able to portray why you're doing it and you, know, you have to be able to communicate why you're doing it you know lou um i heard lou holtz you know the great notre dame coach talk about you know his wife one time you know saying hey i want you to stay home with me i want you to stay home with me and all that kind of stuff and he said all throughout his years of coaching he never disciplined anybody he never argued anybody he just let him know hey there's for every action there's consequences and things that, and adjustments that need to be made for example you know, he, he took his wife to a, a rough neighborhood. He says, hey, babe, look, I don't mind staying home with you all day long, 20, all the time, all 24 hours. But then we have to make some adjustments for our lifestyle. We're going to have to move in this neighborhood. If that's, you're okay with that, let me know. I'm okay with that. Well, I, I can make the adjustment for you. His wife said, next day, you know, go to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, there's some adjustments that need to be made. You know, and, and with, with my kids, I can't be mad at them. I'm like, hey, look, here's the thing. If you decided to do this, then here's what's going to happen. There's Period. no, there, there's no, there's no, there's no, ar- there's no reason for argument or anything like that. There, there, there's, there's, a cause and effect in everything, you know. And as long as we are aware of it ahead of time, then we can make the proper decision what you want to do. I
1: like that very I much. Mean, so, all right. So,
0: all right. You want to see the closet? Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: a little bed for your dog. Yeah, my
0: little, my little protection dog. So this is like a little closet. There's a bunch of suits that I don't wear. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I am ai like to have nice stuff to wear if I wear out, but I'm usually in gym clothes. Do you daily like it's, this? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Not even this, this. This is dressed up. Like I said, I'm dressed up for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Very nice, yeah. man. This is cool.
0: Yeah, this is it.
1: Was this something you kind of wanted growing up? Like just a bunch of clothes, a bunch of, like, is this something you've thought yeah. of? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Something that was like, it was like part of like a, a closet that, I, I, that looks like Neiman Marcus you know
1: what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get you you know it's interesting because um, this is this is something else you know from your perspective now that you like ha- now that you have it all let's, let's, get, let's get back into the whole wanting to help people what's something like what's one big goal in your head right now that you want to accomplish at this stage in life
0: I want to help people I want to really help people be financially free I want to help people elevate their life. I mean, look, man, never in my life did I think that, you know, for from a kid that came to America with a single mom, $500 on a luggage, and, you know, live in, like I said, you know, the projects, you know, we got food stamps. Even my mom would kill me if she heard this, because she never would admit to that. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, being like without a dad, you know, living in Sharon, Pennsylvania, which is... You know the average income to this day there i think that household income is like thirty thousand a year you know to be able able to have you know what i have now i want to be able to say it's possible it's possible but you have to be focused you have to have the right direction you have to have the right focus you have to have the right mentors and be able to elevate yourself you can't just say one thing and do another you know i mean that's that's my pet peeve that's why i told the guy today this morning like i was telling you i'm like dude you said you're going to be there at four o'clock not me how can you not follow through with your plan yeah, and he apologized. He goes, "Thank you for calling me out." I said, "I'm here to call you out on your bullshit." You know what I mean? And if somebody's bullshitting me, I'm gonna call you out. Straightforward, yeah. straightforward. I like that. I thought it would be really cool if I act like I'm a drinker and you know, have some champagne, crystal bottles, and stuff like that. You know, I thought you know, I thought I'll fill this up with some nice wines and some crystals and all that kind of stuff, right? And I'm like, you know what? You know, water is pretty much what I drink. So, yeah. You absolutely. seemed
1: like you were all very much a dreamer when you were younger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still a dreamer. But I've achieved what I wanted. You know, I mean, I've achieved all my dreams. And like I told you, $100 million tomorrow will not change a thing for me. Maybe I'll get a beach house. You know, maybe i get a nice beach house online, but nothing will, you know, nothing will change.
1: What about impact? So, materialistically speaking, it's been accomplished. It's there, you have it all. So what about, you know, aiming for that bigger number of money to have a bigger
0: impact in society? That's the only thing that's the only, good, that's the only thing that will help me do. Because it's all about fulfillment now. For me, my, my favorite quote of all time, which I never understood until recently, was, you know, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure hmm. by Tony Robbins. So imagine, you know, you're successful. You have all these things, but you never impacted anybody. You never helped anybody along the way. And now I realize, man, wow, you know, if that's that's an empty place to be. You have all the material things, you have all the success, but you really never really helped about anybody, or you're you you you're not even thinking about that. You don't want. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Now What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Buy more expensive watches? I, bet, I don't know where it is. That's where it is for this interview. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know what i mean you know how a watch collection that i never wear man I just i just give all my time to my iphone you know what i mean That's it's so weird you know what I mean? yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like you know it's uh it bets, but you have to get there to say hey I've i got it. here i've done it what's next what's next yeah. and the next is more material things no what is what is what is next people fulfillment serving you impact. know yeah, impact yeah 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 very cool all right, all right. So let me tell my favorite part of the house, where the big magic happens, and it's on the third level. Ooh, I'm all up. Jim, you know, yeah, you know what? Well, you know I'm in a business, so dude, this is awesome.
1: So you got like is, everything you want in this house. Right? You don't have to even leave.
0: Yeah, this is this this is, you know, I can just work out here. I you don't, know, you know, do whatever I want here. It just has a killer stereo sound. Got a subwoofer in the, um, on the wall. So I'm jamming here, working out. All of these um, have actually hooked, they're hooked up to the internet. I can do, I can check emails, work out, and just do everything from here. Wow, this is very cool. And, and you work out every single day? You know, I work out every single day. And do I work out hard every single day? No, work out doesn't necessarily mean go to jail and kill yourself. Work out is just movement. Yeah, just get things going. I mean, think about it. You know, back in the day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you wanted to eat, what did you have to do? A couple hundred years ago. You had to go out, hunt. Which, which means what? You have to exercise. Yeah. You have to go chase it. Uh, right? So, you have to move every day. So, for me, exercising in gym is, is all about just movement. You have to be active, you know? Some people say, how many days should I work out, Sam? I'm like, well, how many days does your heart beat? Every day, okay. How many days do you go to the bathroom? Okay. You know what I mean? Every single day. yeah You know what I mean? So just because, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean you're gonna go kill yourself and lift all these heavy weights and all that. It's not, it's not about that. It's just about having a place and time to keep everything consistent. Remember, I told you it's all about consistency. Yeah, yep, you know yep, I mean? yep, yep, yep. You can, you know, decision fatigue comes in. Okay, is it is it today's the day off or is it like, no, just go? Just do it. Just do it. Uh, do you accept. So this, this
1: kind of goes back to being hard on yourself. You know, me personally, I deal with things where like sometimes I go to the gym, I'm like, ah, oh, this workout sucked. Like, I want it to be harder, I want it to be better. You seem to have accepted the fact that, you know, sometimes I won't be the best and that's okay. How, did, how were you able to cross that boundary or cross that barrier, mentally speaking, where it's like, you know, I'm trying my best every single day and if the day happens where I can't do the,
0: my best, then that's totally fine. Well, to me, the best is not the best at any time to me. The best is longevity. It's not who can be better. That day It's who can be better over time, right? Anybody can be good one day, two days, one week, or achieve something. Can you achieve it and maintain it the entire time? You know, and that to me is, is that, you know, you know, right now there's that popular challenge, right? Everybody posted a 10-year challenge. 10 oh, yeah. year challenge. Oh 10 year challenge. I'm not interested in 10 year challenge. I posted my 20 year challenge. I posted myself at when I was 25 and when I'm 45. And then next year, I'm gonna do a 30 year, I mean, in 10 years, I'm gonna do a 30 year challenge and a 40 year challenge, okay? It's okay, anybody can maintain a certain amount, but can you maintain a certain level of performance over a lifetime?
1: Mm. Looking at the bigger picture.
0: I'm not, I'm not interested in, in short term things. The other day, somebody says, oh, one of your employees, he's killing it this week. Not like, good. I'm not I'm not impressed kill it for a year and we'll talk anybody can kill it for any amount of time anybody can kill one workout or one month of workout or two months of workout but can you kill it all the time Dude, that's
1: I'm speechless that's that's yeah. awesome this is a really cool gym yeah. very nice early bird gets the Lambo yeah you surround yourself with these posters all over the place huh
0: you have to man you have to you have to always look for inspiration you always have to figure out a way to motivate yourself and I put that in there because I get up in the morning early, I work out at 4 o'clock in the morning, I get up at 3. So when I'm here working out early, early in the morning, I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, Sam, you wanted a Lambo, so this is a price that you have to pay. You have to get up in the morning. You have to grind. You have, you have to do it. So when somebody says, yeah, you know, I want a Lamborghini, I'm a Lamborghini, are you willing to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and work till 10 o'clock at night for four years, five years straight like I did? When I first started my business, I worked from 3 o'clock in the morning. I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and worked at 7 o'clock at night for four years straight, Monday through Sunday. Wow. Nonstop. <laughs> Nonstop. Jesus.
1: So, you know, talking about early bird, I actually got this question personally myself a couple of days ago where does, work, does waking up early genuinely mean success? Because I've personally heard of somebody that has done a business literally working from You know, it's just at night. He was a night owl. He built a hundred million dollar business just at night and he wakes up at 4 p.m. So what's the mentality of waking up early? Why do you do it? And is it actually something that helps you succeed in the world of business?
0: Okay, so, there's, so basically you're asking me is waking up early contributes to being more successful?
1: Is it an actual thing to contribute to success? If you
0: actually look at it throughout history, throughout history, people who wake up earlier are more successful with the people who wake up later. He just gives you some extra hour in a time. So the gentleman you're referring to that, you know, build a hundred million dollar business a night, what he has done is he's reversed it. So it's really not about the morning or the evening It's about how can you squeeze in more productive hours during the day. Uh, okay. That's really what it really comes down to, but it happens to be most people in the world that do it in early the, morning. the mornings, yeah. you know, have that. Like for me, you know, for me, I know that you know, I have work that I have to be at, then I have children after that. So what can I do to be able to maximize my time and my efficiency? Remember, we all get the same 24 hours a day. Who can be the most productive over a period of time that's going to give you the most amount of results? If you look at the average person watching TV four to five hours a day, and being on social media two to three hours a day, imagine if you compounded that over a lifetime how many days they will come or how many years will come up short i think i actually did the calculation one time and it was like 11 years of wasted time jesus about just you being entertained for nonsense <laughs>
1: and people do that almost on a daily basis
0: because it's comfortable it's comfortable yeah. to sit down there and be mindless thinking and reading is hard it's like it's like you're working out the mind yeah i, I know people that rather work at a warehouse and do hard labor job and sit down and read. Hmm. Because it's just so hard for them. Oh my God, they see a book, it's like fucking kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mental thing. You have to push
1: through it, I'm not gonna lie. But once you do and you see the value behind it, I'm sure it's like, I mean, look at this. Yeah. Got all this going for yourself. Yeah. Sweet, so what, what, what else we got on the agenda for today?
0: So on the agenda today, let me show you the rest of the house. Awesome. Let, me show, let me show you the girls' room which I'm very proud of. Probably one of my most proud things because growing up, I didn't have my own room. I would share a room with my mom. You know, even until I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, um, so not be able to, you know, make a kind of theme room for the girls. Um, it's been, it's been one of my proud moments. So this is my girls' room. It's all girly, girly.
1: This is nice. And voila. So their beds up there
0: yes the beds were up there
1: <laughs> this is really cool i like this. a
0: little princess castle kind of theme
1: they're lucky to have you as a father huh
0: well you know what man um i always say sometimes things happen in your life you don't know why and it ends up being the best thing so for me probably not having a dad give me that chip on my shoulder to become the best dad and best provider for my for my family so for me, it's like seeing you my girls smile. You know when I when they first came in here, I didn't show them the room till it was all done, and then all of a sudden I revealed the room, and they were like, "Oh my God, Daddy!" You know, and they were so happy. And they actually when they come to actually want to come in the room and just play in their room. You know, when when they ask me, Sam, they say, I say, "Daddy, can you can you afford this? Can you get this for me?" And my other my other uh, daughter tells the little one, "Of course, it's our dad. You know what he does, you know." And. And it's just a proud moment, you know. Yeah. We, we were going the other day. Um, we were going to a, um, a theme park. We we're going to a Great Wolf Lodge, and for the weekend. And one of the uh, one of the uh, my my young my oldest one said something like, "Dad, Dad, can you get this? Get you know? Oh no, no." I said, "Dad, Dad, are we VIP? Are we VIP again?" And then my little one in the back says, "Duh, we're the backyarders." <laughs> You know what I mean, and 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 I was like, oh my god, like I mean, now I set the standards so high for them, Yeah. you know, and they're like, oh my god, of course, it's, it's, we're with dad, you know, and that to me makes my heart happy, and don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna raise like spoiled, rotten kids. I want to show them the value of money, show them the value of my hard work, but I'm showing them the possibilities. I'm showing them what happens when you when you grind, when you work hard, and all that kind of stuff.
1: No, I wanna I wanna end because this is the last room, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wanna kind of end this off this interview with you know it's interesting you said how obviously you know as a father nobody wants to raise kids that are spoiled so what are some tactics that you use or maybe plan to use to help have them understand that listen yes we have everything we're able to get whatever you want however this didn't come easy i worked my ass off for it and as you grow up you need to
0: realize that and seek that when you want something you have to work for it. Are there specific things that you do with them absolutely so one of the things that i have planned this summer is we're gonna make a lemonade stand
1: Ah, cool. We're going to make a
0: lemonade stand. I'm going to show them how to go out there and make stuff and sell it for a monetary. We're going to have a yard sale. We're going to have, we're going to start putting stuff on, on Facebook and, and on, on eBay and try to say, Hey, look, you, you don't need this anymore. Let's get a dollar for it. Let's put it on there. They have, um, not only they have college accounts and all that kind of stuff, but actually made a, a savings account for them. So now I have them compete. Which one has more, believe it or not, they have actually Instagram accounts. They do, but like, one of them has like twenty thousand, twenty-two thousand followers. One of your kids? And yeah, and yeah, yeah, and the other one has like 70. I, I started from, I, I started <laughs> Wait, that from, How? yeah, yeah, I, nine and five. <laughs> I managed it for them, yeah, and I managed it for them. But I've been posting ever since they were a little kid, yeah. you know. And it's so funny seeing a nine and a five-year-old argue about who has more followers. <laughs> You know, like, like, it's, 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 and my, my five year old can't even say Instagram; he says Instacam. Instacam. You know what I mean? She's like, Dad, can you post this in my Instacam account? And the other day, my five year old was like, Well, Daddy, I have a million followers. And then my, my older one was like, No, you don't. You only have sixteen thousand seven hundred forty-three. I have twenty-two thousand four hundred twenty. Oh I'm more popular than you do. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, Oh my god! Because because <laughs> for me, I, I created that for him because one day when they grow up to be a teenager. I want to show them how to monetize on it. How to have a following, how to be able to do it. You know, do I want a million dollars for them when, you know, when they grow up, or do I want a million followers? Which one is better? Well, if they know how to work it, a million followers are gonna be a lot better than a million dollars because from a million followers, they can make $10 million. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's social currency. Yes. You know, yes. that I'm building yes. for them.
1: Do you plan to leave your legacy for them, or do you want them to kind of start on their own and build?
0: I want to build. You know, I want them for them to build. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the tools and, and the basic things they need to be able to be successful. I'm going to give them a, a, a push. Yes, yes. But I'm not going to, you know, give, give it little, to them. No, yeah. no. You know, see. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, they need to learn it. You know, they say, you know, you, te- you, know, you catch a fish for someone to eat for the day. I say. You know, but if you teach them to the fish, they're going to eat it a lifetime. I'm going to teach them to the fish. And we'll give them all the proper tools to fish but I'm not gonna go in there and catch them. They have to do it for themselves.
1: That's see. All right, well, to, just to end this off, what's one big tip or advice you've learned over the past 30 years on your hustle and your grind that you can provide for everybody that's watching today?
0: You know, if you manage your day and your time, you manage your life. If you can't manage your time, you manage your day, you're not gonna manage your life. So get control of the day and the way you start the day, the first 30, 45 minutes of how you start the day sets your whole agenda and your whole focus on how you're going to end the day
1: mr sam i really appreciate you thank you i appreciate you thank you thank you 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 so much for your time of
0: course